This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. No. Yeah, though, what what music have we chosen? Ah, this is uh, from my hometown. As we have have survived the snow bomb, as they call it throughout the Northeast. Apocalypse. uh, In the uh, Northeast corner of our country, uh, Chris Hahn, who was uh, actually shoveling on his left side yesterday. No, I actually hired a plow for this event. You didn't hire illegal aliens? Nope. I had a guy come with a plow, and he plowed me out. Yeah, but they do the best job. You know, the illegals when the snow falls. Honestly, I did have to go out with my snowblower this morning and fix it a little bit, but it was, you know, not as much work as normally I would have had in this situation. So I was... I was grateful that I. It was actually, it was actually well worth it. I didn't. Well, Chris Hahn, uh, as you know, a fixture on the Fox News Channel. Yes. Uh, the aggressive progressive. Yes, and you are Curtis Sliwa, who was probably out patrolling last night. Is that why you're missing a tooth? I don't know. Uh, what no, happened? actually, this what happened is, to the other guy. This is extraordinarily funny because you know I am opposed to the mask mandates. Uh, ah. I only wear a mask when I'm in the subway because yeah. it's mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. So I am not wearing a mask, and I have this front tooth of mine. Front tooth, it fell out in the middle of my local broadcast early Saturday morning. Mm. So I'm walking around, and people are saying, oh, my God, the mob attacked you again? Because <laughs> I had just been featured on ABC TV. They had a national yes. special called The Last uh, Gangster. Featured. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm planning on oh, doing that. Oh, you have to. There's three people in it for two hours. I'm going to just fast forward to you, though. Can I do that or no? Well, it's we're, we're intertwined throughout. So I'm going to watch the whole thing. Sammy the Bull Gravano, John Getty Jr., who tried to have me killed, and then yours truly. So people all over the country are calling me saying, now I understand why they tried to kill you in 1992, <laughs> the way you talk about that. Have they done a movie of the week about you yet? No, no, they did. Uh, We're Fighting Back, which was before yeah. the uh, incident with organized crime. But I'm sure if I survive, uh, there'll probably be something. Look, here, here's my advice, because, you know, our radio career together is picking up. I know that you've had many partners over the years, but none as witty and charming as myself. I'm still trying to figure it out, counting <laughs> uh, on my uh, my uh, toes, fingers and toes and my fingers. What have I had more of, ex-radio partners or ex-wives? Still um, haven't figured that well, out. You've definitely had more radio but partners. I, I tell you, if people want to see this, it's on Hulu. It's called The Last Gangster. And then you can't miss what I think is really one of the great ones on Netflix, Fear City, where I open up the whole show. Oh, I, I'm going to watch about that, organized. Well, I'm getting a haircut. No beret, <laughs> no red jacket as leader of the Guardian Nobody Angels. knew who you were then. You were anonymous. Well, no, Until they, they put your name underneath No, you. no, no. They recognized the voice. Right, Because right. I, I have this specific style of talking about. Courtesies. Mobsters choking <laughs> on their lobsters. Only I talk that way. And the barber who is cutting my hair in this Netflix special was the barber to the mobsters who wanted to slit my throat from ear to ear. Could you just do me a favor? 
please. Because yeah. we have a radio thing going right now, and I think it's pretty good. I think we, we make very good radio together, and we're going national now. <laughs> can you just leave the mobsters alone for I a little while? I can't. Just let them have their, their Sunday no, gravy no, the in peace, thing. and then we can do radio? The interesting <laughs> thing, I make the point at the end of The Last Gangsters. I say it's so much better nowadays. Because these guys, instead of having shootouts and right, retaliatory right. shootings, you know, and blood uh, feuds and blood vendettas, they battle on podcasts. Yeah. Do so you actually see, like, <laughs> Sammy the Bull Gravano battling Michael Francesi? They're all battling one another on podcasts. Nobody gets in. And, and by the way, that's because nobody's listening to those podcasts, probably. Oh, no. No? Uh, no, Chris. <laughs> uh, they get a ton of people listening and watching because... Everybody has this uh, curiosity about right, organized right. crime, and they go into great detail, all the people they killed and how they killed them. So, I mean, you look at it, I'm saying, oh, my God. It's amazing. And now they have family men, they have grandchildren, they're playing with the grandkids in the park. They're talking about the sciatica because they're old at this point. Right. Think of Khashoggi, right? We know how horrible it was when the uh, uh, the uh, house of fraud in Saudi Arabia yes. had Khashoggi. That's what organized crime did on a regular yep. basis. Yeah. So it's the battle of the mobsters on their podcast. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than them gunning each other down in the streets. Okay, but I want you to explain this because I'm Please. like a dollar short and a day late on this uh, with the snow bomb. That yeah, hit maybe one too many. Uh... It started with Tucker Carlson and M&M's, and yeah. it's now Candace Owens uh, dealing with Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Can well, you explain this? It's become like a cultural war. Well, other than the fact that they're just trying to distract from real things going on that they don't want people talking about or hearing about in their little conservative bubble. Uh, so let's just put that aside for a minute. Let's attack the issue. I don't know. I, I guess Tucker Carlson is attracted to cartoon chocolates. Uh, he, he didn't like the fact that the M&Ms went from go-go boots to sneakers. He thought it was too masculine for a female M&M. And now Candace Owens, who, by the way, protests herself. I just want to make this very clear to America right now. I, about three years ago, was on Laura Ingram with Dan Bongino and Laura talking about Wait, wait, Candace wait. Owens. You, you were on Laura Ingram with Dan Bongino. Yeah, the two of us. How, did you, get, how did you get a word in edgewise there? I, you know, it, it's funny. Dan and I, you know, although we are very different You're Long Island boys. You're Long Island we're, boys. We're very similar people. We enjoy the fight, and we always like debating each other. I like yeah. debating Dan Bongino. Yeah. I like Dan Bongino personally. I think his politics is crazy. But personally, I like Dan Bongino. Did he ever threaten to strangle you like he did to Geraldo? No, he's never threatened to strangle me because he knows I jump right through the freaking TV. You know, <laughs> let's go, buddy. All right? Geraldo's a little, you know, Geraldo's a little affected from his fame, although I've seen... Geraldo throw down over the years. Although I was in, uh, uh, fascinated, Geraldo taking the back of Neil Young in the battle against Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. And I felt I had it back, Neil Young, because that's my generation, well, baby boomers. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, 20 years from now, we'll still be listening to Neil Young. Joe Ro We won't be listening to Joe Rogan. I, I'll put money on that right now. 20 years from now, I will still be listening to Harvest. I will not be listening to the Joe Rogan But it experience. is interesting how generationally, me as right. a baby boomer, Geraldo as a baby boomer, we almost feel like we have to support Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell yeah. has jumped on board. Pulling her Spotify list, as opposed to the baby boomers, uh, Elon Musk, and obviously led by Joe Rogan, right, right. Uh, who don't believe, you know, in the uh, whole idea of having to get vaccines. Look, um, if you're getting your news from Joe Rogan, 
Uh, just ask, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Karen Rodgers, as they like. If you're getting your medical advice oh, from so Joe well. Rogan, that is so. Uh, well. If you're, you know, if you're getting your news from Joe Rogan, it's. Did, did, did you see the portrayal of Aaron Rodgers last night on Saturday Night Live uh, by Davidson? I, I did. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Live was pretty good last night. And by the way, balance to all of you conservatives out there. They were making fun of Joe Biden mercilessly last night. Yes, they were. Okay, so just be, you know, for all you people finally, who finally. cried, who I mean, cried during famous- Trump. The famous scene for me, it sort of harkens me back to the days of Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter when their photo ops were always negative. Right. Here's Joe Biden looking at the collapsed bridge there in Pittsburgh uh, just moments before he was to have a press conference there. And it's sort of like the the optics, nah, not right. Well, hold on a minute. He just passed a major infrastructure bill, something that the former president couldn't get done. Right. Joe Biden got it done. And now there's money to fix that. Yeah, but it's not like (laughs) he went there after the fact. It collapsed. It collapsed. While he was arriving there. No, no, no. He hadn't left the White House yet. Please, let's get the (laughs) timeline correct. He was, and he decided to still go. And to go there and point out, look, this is why we needed this money. This is why I fought for this money. This is why even Republicans. By the way, the Republican senators from uh, Pennsylvania voted against the money. But they're going to get it. I thought he was sitting shiver for Rothsberger, who had uh, cashed in his chips. No longer leading the black and gold as a quarterback. I, I, you know, Big Ben will be missed, I will say, at least in the National Football League. By the way, last weekend, I ran out of here, got home just in time for the kickoff of, I think, the greatest football game I've ever watched in my life. No, 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 hold on. That's saying a lot. I go back to Dan Marino, remember? I go back. Look, I have been watching football since I was about five years old. So we're talking late 70s. I have been watching football since the late 70s. It's the best game I've ever seen in my life. Wow, now that's saying a lot. Uh, Look, it was a great weekend of football. First of all, as a place kicker, I'm really happy that kickers decided uh, three of the four games and actually kind of made the the fourth game uh, go into overtime. I I, I enjoyed that part of it. But honestly, watching those two young quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, go at it, especially that last five minutes of that game, last two minutes of the game, they scored 23 points in two minutes. I, it was an amazing. I, I, I'm I'm so happy the Buffalo Bills lost, even though it's a New York team, the only legitimate the, New York team, the only team. team that actually plays in New York. Right, yeah. right. Uh, it's because their fan base is called the Bills Mafia. Yeah, I, I I have a soft spot in my heart for the Buffalo Bills. I lived in Buffalo for a year. Obviously, I work for Senator Schumer, and I travel around the state. Spent a lot of time in Buffalo. Those fans love it. That part of the state is kind of like Wait, on the back nine. That's all they have. Well, they have the, the Sabres. They have the Sabres, too. And, and after O.J. Simpson went down for the count, right, because he was all everything, <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, what, what more did they have? Jack Kemp, who had been their quarterback, right, right, who could right, have been right. president. That was it. I said, well, look, I mean, I have a soft spot for him. And Josh Allen is a quarterback. I th- thought you would like Josh Allen. He's a quarterback who kind of plays like a tight end. Right? You ever see a quarterback which, on which designed the, which runs? Which Dakota is he from? He's up in that place where nobody He's from lives. a school where nobody thought he'd ever be anything. That's what I mean. Right. And and look at him. He's fantastic. Fant- Josh Allen, let's hope that those two battle for the next 10 years in the AFC Championship game because I think it's going to be I'm something I'm always going to gonna root against the Bills as and long Mahomes, as their fans and, and, call themselves and, the and, Bills but, Mafia. But the, but, the, but the coach of the Bills made a colossal mistake. Even though it was only 13 seconds on the board, he kicked it deep. They, they need in the end zone. No time taken off the clock. Gave Mahomes two plays. Mahomes 
is a surgeon and he thrives under pressure. And they got to their two right, biggest that's, weapons. That's macho, maniacal, yeah. smash mouth yeah, American yeah, yeah. football. Yes. Actually, that's how I originally lost this too. <laughs> Playing freshman football for Brooklyn Prep, which so in that, my senior year, the judge would say, shine the boots on my backside, kick me to oh, the so curb, this I never fake, back. This was a fake tooth that fell out. Uh, yes, it was a oh, fake okay. tooth. You, you know that machine that restrains you? It's the yeah, resistance yeah, 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 machine. Yeah. And I was a halfback at the time. And they say, you got to charge through the... And they ratcheted it up. And I had a leather helmet. When you were playing (laughs) freshman football, they give you a leather helmet with just a little plastic uh, uh, visor protector. And I went through there. They tightened it too much, and it just knocked my... You're not supposed to go through head first, though, Curtis. Well, you got to. No, you don't. You go through shoulder first. No, no, no. I used to spear guys. (laughs) I used to tackle them (laughs) on my head. Yeah, that's not loud anymore. No, no, I know that. I know that. But, But the point being is, that's how I lost this tooth. And speaking of macho, maniacal guys, you know, football masters. Yes, yes, yes. I'm saying to myself when I saw Tucker Carlson go off on the Eminem uh, yeah. change, but more so Candace Owens about the worst. Minnie Mouse yeah. wearing a pantsuit yeah. and not wearing a dress. I said, "Did she not? Is she not aware that it was Bugs Bunny who first wore a dress? <laughs> yeah, what's the big Milton deal? Milton Berle, who started TV, was wearing a dress. By the way, what's wrong with Minnie Mouse wearing a pantsuit? First of all, she's a fake fictional mouse. Why do you care what she's wearing? Can't she change her outfit once in a while? Candace, is it so bad? By the way, I didn't ask for Minnie Mouse to do this. Nobody on the left decided one day, let's but, call Walt Disney and say, please, but it, Mr. <laughs> Disney, in his frozen uh, state with his head cut off in a, in a freezer somewhere, please, Mr. Disney, almost, could like, you put some pants on Minnie Mouse? You know, almost what every, I really Wait, 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 Curtis. Yeah. What I'm waiting for yeah. is for Walt Disney to put some pants on Donald Duck. I mean, Donald Duck has been terrorizing children pantless for the last 75 years. Are you aware that at the height of his uh, performance, because Walt Disney robbed a lot of his ideas from some of the people he had hired, some of of the people he he partnered up, sort of like uh, uh, Ray Kroc uh, robbed the McDonald's uh, brothers in California of the whole concept. Great movie. Uh, about that. That was on Netflix. It was called The Creator, I think, or The Founder. Yes. Fantastic You know, I was actually at the premiere. Oh. You know who the producer was at the time? Number one guy. Harvey. Harvey Weinstein, right? (laughs) So I'm there because, remember, it was all about McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, and you worked there. You're a famous alum. Right. No, but they didn't put me in the book. They have Jeff Bezos, who apparently made Egg McMuffins. Right. uh, Wherever he was living at the time in Texas. They didn't even have me. I was a night manager of Mickey D's. I established the Guardian Angels, a worldwide entity. He didn't even have to mention. So I'm sitting with Harvey Weinstein when you could sit with him, when he wasn't considered yeah, a Yeah, when he wasn't persona non grata. And you didn't have your young wife with you, did you? No, no, no. You probably, she probably wasn't born exactly, yet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, right. we're sitting there. He knows yeah. me. I knew him over yeah. the years. He's a kid from uh, Flushing, Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's saying, you know, we should do... We should do your movie because this is a bomb. Nobody showed up for the premiere. It was a pretty good movie, though. I liked it. But nobody showed up. Well, I didn't go pay to see it. No, no, I understand. (laughs) But you got to understand the premiere. This is a Harvey Weinstein film, and, you know, everybody wanted to cater to him. Well, most of those Miramax films. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, I think. uh, No, it's the guy that's uh, played Batman, played him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's his name? All right. We got a lot to come here. 1 800 848 9222. If you want to be part of the national conversation with Curtis Lee and Chris Hahn, we're with you till 5. 1-800-848-9222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Slewa with you till 5 o'clock. Curtis, we're going to do uh, 
Top of the next hour, we're going to talk about who had the biggest about face of the week. I know you have some ideas on that. Oh, the pirouette. And also, uh, we got to talk about public enemy number one in New York City. Oh, but I understand uh, you want to go to... Uh... Yeah, why don't we get some calls in here before we uh, before you and I yap it up? Because people keep calling us yentas here. Go ahead, right here. go ahead. Let's go, go to it. Dave. Dave, how you doing? You're on with Curtis and Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? We're doing great, man. What's on your mind? Um, my, uh, Let me start by saying that I'm fully vaccinated I got, and I'm boosted. But I don't loyally listen to Joe Rogan, but listen to him here and there. He's not anti-vax. He just said the vaccine wasn't for him. And he, he tells people, do you want to go do the vaccine? Go do the vaccine. I think it's crazy that everybody's just attacking a guy. Well, look, Dave, Dave, people are attacking the fact that he brings on these so-called anti-vax doctors who are just misleading the public. And if you're getting all your information from Joe Rogan, you're going to be misled. You know, but it's uh, incredible because the blowback on him is led by two Canadians. Neil Young's from Canada. Yeah. Uh, Joni Mitchell is from Canada, who, by the way, had a relationship with almost everybody in Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, not Stephen. Well, they were all, they were in love with her. Yeah. She was yeah, just well, like this beautiful America soul. America was in love with her. And, and a fantastic writer. I mean, she wrote that song, Woodstock. That was her. She wrote it because she didn't get to go to Woodstock. Yes, yes. Crosby, Stills, and Nash made it a hit. Yeah, no, no. But, I mean, Joni Mitchell's fantastic. Love Joni yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. She wears red beret. She She's does. a supporter She's, of the Guardian Angel. She, she was, she was on patrol last night during the blizzard, I heard. And, and <laughs> that's then, why Spotify said, okay, you're going to, you're going to patrol the subways in a blizzard. We're going to let you, but, uh. Whereas Joe Rogan has sort of become the galvanizing element here. You know, the Aaron Rodgers, Joe Rogan team. Yeah. Look on the other side of the rock and roll parameter. Eric Clapton, Van Morrison is on their side. Right. Meatloaf, who just died. Yes. And Meatloaf died, and he said a couple of weeks ago, I'd rather die than get the vaccine. And guess what? He got his wish. And I, I, I got to I, I guess wonder. that bat's going to hell right now. If Neil Young, right, Joni Mitchell, pulled their list from Spotify. Right. But you notice there hasn't been a deluge of other rock and rollers from 1969 Woodstock following in well, their footsteps. I, I don't know what they're going to do without the dollar seventy-five they make on streaming <laughs> songs every month from Spotify. I mean, anybody who's got anything streaming on rocking Spotify, in the free as world. I know I do. Come on, rocking in the free <laughs> world by great, Neil Young. I got to tell you, I love Neil Young. One of the worst concerts I ever went to in my life was Neil Young at Madison Square Garden about eight years ago. He didn't want to play any of his hits. He had some guy on the stage painting. He just was drawing. Oh. He played two hits, Cinnamon Girl, which is okay, and Needle in the Damage Done, which no, is one of the no, worst. No. It's one of the most, dep- it's a great song, but it's one of the most depressing songs. He sings a song, Southern Man, which Al Gore claimed was about him. Just like he claimed he invented the internet, yeah, yeah. and that love story was written about him and Tipper when he went to Harvard. Which what what well, actor did he share a room with? Who? Well, which actor did he share a room? I with? don't know. Ah, I, I Ke- see. Uh, Kevin Keenan Thompson. No, no. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Curtis and Chris Hahn will be back. It's the left versus the right debate. Heavyweight slugfest. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris on Curtis Lee with you till five o'clock. What's the music in the background? Oh, a little oh. Neil Young. Neil Young, old man. Song. Is that a song to me? Because I'm the baby boomer here. I'm AARP times two. Neil Chris, Young. Neil Chris Young. Han, Chris <laughs> on is like this. 
What what this uh, millennial? No, this I'm, hipster? A gen, I'm a Gen Xer, man. I'm a, I'm the rare Gen Xer that's doing anything right now. It's all millennials and baby boomers. Does gen this, X is just laying left I out. Have to side with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. You have to against Joe Rogan and Elon uh, well, Musk. Again, assuming you're still here 20 years from now, <laughs> uh, who are you going to be listening to, well, Neil Young or Joe? You Rogan? know, when I came back from running for mayor and lost to. Uh, Eric Adams, uh, the owner-operator of our parent station here at WABC, John Katsimatidis, said, you got a 30-year no-cut contract. I said, John, uh, I, 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 do you really years. think I'm going to live to 96? He goes, as long as you uh, uh, stay 90, away from organized crime, uh, 90, you might make it. 97, Curtis. 97. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need you to live like 10 years. I think if we could do this for 10 <laughs> years, I'll be okay. Maybe somebody will give me a show on my own. I mean, I have a show on my own, but, you know. I, I want a big show on my own. So 10 years with you, then I should be able to spin off <laughs> just on my own. Maybe by then I'll be a little bit more senator than left. Yeah, you, see, people yeah, you keep thinking that, Butch. You keep thinking ten that, years. Butch. I need you to survive for 10 years. So maybe cut off the patrols a little bit. Let somebody else do it. Yeah. 10 years, you'll no longer be a contributor to Fox News Channel. There's no way. You'll be, be Mr. MSNBC. I, I the doubt, insurrection! Look, 13 years at Fox. I, you know, MSNBC just thinks I'm a Fox. Guy, and I don't think I'm going there. Oh, no, no. One day you'll be. You know, there. one of these days they'll figure out that TV is an entertainment medium and then they'll hire. Yeah, no, no. Right? Fox no knows it's an entertainment yes. medium, so yeah. they have guys like me on yeah. it and entertain. And let's face and inform. CNN was only entertaining on New Year's Eve. You, you had to watch Andy Cohen, right? Half of the time. It was band. great. Fantastic. I mean, it's the only time Love they're it. ever entertaining. But. We're in New York City, the media capital of the world. Yes. We're going through a crime crisis. And our mayor, Eric Adams, decided to take a moment in his busy schedule with everything going on, snow, crime, bullets, uh, mandates, to lecture everyone in New York City (laughs) to stay away from Sarah Palin as if all of a sudden she had Ebola, the flesh-eating virus. Be on the lookout for a stunningly attractive older woman who was carrying the COVID-19 virus. Look, she was... She tested positive and then was sitting in Ilios the next day after having been to Ilios without a mask the night before. I understand. Without being vaccinated. But, I mean, really? Public enemy number uh, one? I, nobody called her public enemy number one. Uh, pretty much. They said, that's what he described. Look, if you don't want to get COVID, stay away from her. You right? wanted to forcibly quarantine I, her. I think it's nice. She should have been forcibly quarantined. She's out there. They, look, America, when you're sick, no matter what you have, stay home. Don't give it to other people. Be, you know, be responsible. Well, I was looking, you know, Sarah's here. You're going to explain momentarily a big lawsuit against the New York Times. It's taken years to actually get to trial. But I didn't see Trig with her or Track, your favorite uh, son of hers. Trig and Track. Right, Trig (laughs) and Track, uh, Willow Bristol. I don't know where she got these names from for her She looked out the window. She's like, oh, there's a Bristol over there. Sort of like uh, Mitt Romney's kids, you know, their names. Who also, by the way, has COVID-19. But. You know who came to her rescue, the damsel in distress? Who's that? One of the greatest hockey players ever for the New York Rangers. This guy was GQ, never wore a helmet. Would I, not I wear know. a helmet. Didn't want to mess up his hair. Ron Duguay, who right now could be a GQ model, right? He's in his 50s. I, yeah. The paparazzi is swarming he's over Sarah. His, he's probably in his 60s. Man, I'm telling you, I Ron saw Duguay. the guy six months ago. Yeah. The guy is... It's chiseled. I mean, he's a Canadian, but chiseled. Lives yeah. in Florida now. So the paparazzi are all outside this trendy restaurant on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Elio's, by the way, which, you know, you could buy their pizza in a box. 
anywhere in the country. Well, by the way, uh, the owner-operator, in the midst of this controversy about letting Sarah Palin right. be there as a, a breeding reactor of COVID-19, right, said, right, right. what do you expect of spaghetti people? He actually said that. We only know how to make spaghetti. Well, we don't know about this. Ron Duguay gets in front of all the paparazzi. Back off. Leave her alone. And the next day, he's canoodling with her at Emilio's. Well, the one thing I can't stand is when I first met Sarah Palin, it was after she lost the vice presidential race in 2013. I'm in the green room at Fox, and then in comes Sarah Palin. And, man, she was better looking in person than she was on TV. Yeah. And she's not bad on TV either. Fox. It really bothered me that I found her attractive. No, no. she's such an not, unattractive human being. You're not the only <laughs> she, one. So she's, he, like, her politics is so disgusting and despicable to me. She's basically the, the, the mother of all this angst we have right now. It really started at the Sarah Palin rallies in 2012. I mean, those rallies were kind of like Trump rallies yes, are now. Yes, and the before Trump, yeah, the it was without a doubt, the, the, the building blocks for where we are right now. And it drives me nuts. Let me tell you something about Ron Duguay, right? This is at the height of his celebrity uh, factor, and as a great uh, hockey player for the New York Rangers, would not wear the helmet. Right. Management comes to him, not about the helmet, which was required. Right. But because he was always in page six instead of the sports page, he was dating Farrah Fawcett. At the time, she was and, the And meanwhile, and at that same era of time, the Islanders were winning Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup after <laughs> yeah, Stanley Cup they didn't after have Stanley Ron Cup. Duguay. And they had to go through Ron Duguay and the right. Rangers he, every year to get remember, there. Remember, he did the commercial for Sassoon the Jeans. I remember it. I remember like it was so, yesterday. That was my prime hockey viewing. I knew everything right. about so Ron Duguay. So they tell Ron Duguay, stay out of page six. He goes, how can I? The women are just climbing onto me. <laughs> They're coming outside of the locker room to date him. Yeah. Share everybody else. No, right? I know. And that, so another page six story appeared. And guess what? Ranger management didn't care that he didn't wear the required helmet. No. They traded no, him. No, they traded him. They traded him because he was in page Distraction. six. Get out of New York. Go. Let's see how you're doing in the Minnesota wow, what Timberwolves. What a couple. Ron Duque and Sarah Palin with <laughs> North her, stars, her son, Trig Track. Trig Track. All right. Let, let's, take, let's take a sports call while we're on this. Carol, you're on with Curtis and Chris. How you doing, Carol? Oh, we lost Carol. Sorry, Carol, you're gone. All right. Oh, the snow bomb guy. Yeah, she probably she, got she's out there. She had a sports question, but she hung up, I guess. Now, explain, Wait. though, Go ahead. This, the, this is a major lawsuit. Huge lawsuit. I am so interested in this because I've been involved in a slander and libel case, and I won. I'll explain that momentarily. But she's going against the enemy of all conservatives, <laughs> the old gray lady, yeah. the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. And apparently... Her case has some traction. It's moved all through the court system. You would have thought they would have swatted her away. It's now going to trial. As soon as she recovers from this COVID-19, well, she's, she's testifying in court. She's trying to change the libel law, something that Trump always complains about at his rallies. She's trying to change the libel laws. Right now, to libel a public figure like somebody running for vice president yeah. or even you or I. Yeah. You need to have reckless disregard for the truth. You need to show recklessness, which is a very high standard to me. She's trying to get that uh, standard lowered, whether it's either even lower than maybe even negligence, which, you know, would really change the way the media reports on people. They'd have to really dig deep before they put something out there that could be considered slanderous or libelous. So, uh, you know, right now the standard is a case called actually it's the New York Times, I believe, v. Sullivan. She wants to change the standard to Sarah Palin v. New York Times, where she says, look, uh, they should have known. Not not, you know, not they didn't know. They didn't try. But it's it's, it's going to make the standard very, very Remember, difficult. The uh, template for this. Nobody thought he could ever win. 
Remember General Ariel Sharon, who said to Halafez Hassad, you know, there's two two roads to Damascus, and we're going to run our Israeli tanks in there. He sued Time Magazine, remember, and won for slander and libel. Now, that guy, obviously, right. in his prime, uh, had as much attention and recognition as anybody, but he won that case. And so in this case, the reason I don't think Sarah Palin Well, they will were lose, quoting him. And it was a reckless disregard right, for the truth. Right. But I think the reason Sarah Palin will lose this case is the jury will be made up of New Yorkers. Well. It'll be jury nullification because they hate Sarah well, Palin. Well, but hold on a minute. This is uh, – she might lose on the facts in New York. She wants to change the law, and the jury doesn't decide that. This is going to go up through the appellate division for sure. All right, but you have a civil case, so six jurors, six alternates. Uh, and I, I benefited from jury nullification when yeah. I got sued for yeah. slander and libel by Imam Suraj Wahaj, unindicted co-conspirator of the first World Trade Center attack. <laughs> he, he sued me for slander and Is libel. Is that the blind sheik? No, no. Oh. Uh, sheikh Omar El-Rahman, uh, who right. was the Santa Claus right, hat-wearing right, right, blind right, sheikh. Right, right. He was his consigliere. Got it. So he sues me, slander and libel, Brooklyn State Supreme Court. The jury... Came back with a verdict. Five minutes. No, no, we're not finding uh, Curtis Lee were guilty. It was jury nullification. They right. they didn't even listen. Well, to they the didn't case. want to see this guy, especially right after nine eleven. They were they were not hearing. that. No, the guy looked like a terrorist. I mean, he hey, comes hey, in hey, there. Hey, hey, I'm hey, hey, telling you, stop. He didn't dress. He didn't come in with the you suit know. You tied. sound like Candace Owens here. Is Minnie Mouse supposed to be wearing a dress? No, but you know, <laughs> as an attorney, you right. dress up your client. It's like when uh, John Gotti Jr. got tried for kidnapping me and trying to kill me. All of a sudden, they made him look like a choir boy. Iron rim glasses, yeah, you know, yeah, sweaters. Yeah. Not this guy, Imam Siraj. Well, no. And he was belligerent. And, and see that man. Well, there you thing. go. Oh, that's the problem. You got you to go and you got to respect the process and you got to trust the Yeah, party. but if she wins this case, I mean, for conservatives, she will be a god. I expect this case to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, I think it's uh, and I think the Supreme Court wants to take it, and that's scary to me. All right, well now yeah. you let us into the other big story yes. this week. Uh, Briar, your guy has decided to go make Briar ice cream yep. somewhere. Well, you know, I love it when people retire when they're supposed to. He's like eighty-three years old. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I don't believe you should be a uh, a judge, a justice for life, or no. a federal judge for life. There should be twenty years. And that's exactly. It. And one we're term. both in agreement yeah. on that. All right, so Briar decides that's it. I'm exiting stage left. Right. And uh, uh, President Joe Biden says, I am fulfilling a promise I made to Claiborne in South Carolina that won me the uh, ultimately. Claiborne. Claiborne. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, The Democratic uh, primary to become the presidential candidate. Not only did he make it to Jim Clyburn, but he made it to every African-American woman in the country. Okay. So he said, my only choices are all black women. Very similar to uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who said, my only choices for police commissioner are all black women. Uh, Nobody else. Nobody else for consideration. Uh, you looked at the candidates that have been suggested. You think this is okay that you just limit yourself yeah. to a gender and to a person's color and not in terms well, of their ability well, let, let's, let's be clear. For the last 247 years, they weren't even considered black women for the Supreme Court. So we got to make so, up for lost time. You know, let's, you know, I think that the Supreme Court could benefit from a different perspective on the world, right? Forget about, like, you know, we've got uh, a bunch of white people on that court and a couple of women. And, uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. It's Clarence Thomas, the guy that many of your supporters well, claim is an uncle there has Tom. Been, there's been three, there's been two African Americans on that court. Uh, one is Clarence Thomas, who I think is horrible. 
Uh, the other was Thurgood Marshall, who was one of the greatest jurists the way, of all time. A little side story about Thurgood Marshall. He was giving information to J. Edgar Hoover about Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know about that. Yeah, true. I mean, every, well, you better hope it's true after the Sarah Palin case because uh, the Marshall mean, uh, people are coming after whatever. I mean, but think whatever, of that. whatever your ex-wives didn't get, the Marshall family's coming. The Department after. of Justice <laughs> building is named after Thurgood Marshall now, right? Yeah. yeah. He was giving information to J. Edgar Hoover about mm, Martin Luther King Jr. True. Check it out. Look it up. Come on. Fact you better check. hope it's true. I don't think it is. It is I true. I think there's a reckless disregard for the truth right oh, there. Oh, excuse me. I'm calling what, are you the Marshall be family. Representing the family. Yeah, I don't really practice anymore. Go ahead. Come I'm gonna to call. Me. I'm gonna Go call. Ahead. I'm gonna call Ron Kuby. Maybe he'll take oh, the case. Whose that, uh, <laughs> mommy is a commie. <laughs> but yet, look, I, I think it's a good thing to have diversity on the court, and I think it's been it's been too long. We don't have any. We've never had a black woman on the Supreme Court. It's time. And he made a promise, and quite frankly, he should keep that promise. And there are excellent candidates to cho- but choose But this from. will not at all alter uh, the makeup of the court in terms of leanings. It will not alter the political makeup of the court. So Sarah Palin's in pretty good shape if the court remains the way it is right now. Well, I mean, look, uh, it's a question of law, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, y- you know, it, it's I would hope that she's not in good shape. I would hope that the standard that we've been look, living under for the last 75 years her, would stay. I want her to stay in New York City because she's a, a galvanizing uh, personality here. Instead she's of going a back polarizing personality. No, she galvanizes people. Who she galvanizes? The few conservatives who the actually five, live in New York City. The five conservatives that live in Manhattan. But if she goes back to <laughs> three Alaska. Of them, two of whom are in your apartment. <laughs> two, of, two of whom are right in one 385 square. For the well, yeah, no, my cats. wife voted first for Bernie, right? Yeah. And got so upset that Hillary stole the Democratic nomination <laughs> yeah, with the superdelegates yeah. that she voted for Trump. I did not vote for Trump. I voted for independent right, candidates. Right, right. I would not vote for Hillary, and I would not vote for Joe Biden. But interesting, imagine if Sarah finally goes back to Alaska where she was governor. She ain't ever going back to Alaska. Uh, where she could see Russia, you know, through from her, her kitchen window. Yeah, yeah. Through oh, her I kitchen window. Russia from my house. And what my wife hates about her is that she would go up in helicopters and shoot wolves. Remember, she would hunt yeah, wolves. Yeah. And my wife's nickname, Nancy, is Lone Wolf. Ah, Lone Wolf. So she has an aversion. To Sarah Palin, how, simply how, because how that, does somebody with a nickname Lone Wolf get married? That's an doesn't interesting. Doesn't make any well, look, sense, Nancy. I mean, she's the best. Now I get it. Like it's not a long-term commitment this marriage because she's like you know so much younger than you. It's, you're gonna have a lot of time to be alone. Unfortunately, <laughs> what do you say? I, I don't have much for this world. No, 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 no. You're. I'm hoping you got at least ten you good know what years. She wants to and do? maybe twenty total. She has a couple said this of years publicly. Boca Raton. She has said this publicly. When I kick the bucket. Either because somebody in organized crime or a thug finally gets lucky and shoots me and or I'm dead. Age. She wants to stuff me. <laughs> she wants me in the house. She's going to get taxidermy. With our 16 rescue cats. <laughs> she wants me stuffed sitting in my chair. Because it'll be like you never left. It'll be the same exact <laughs> conversation. She doesn't same... want me Ted Williams. You know, frozen she's with gonna my do, She's going to do a weekend at Bernie's with you and pretend exactly. you're still alive. She wants me <laughs> stuff. 1-800-848-9222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. We'll be back. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris on Curtis Sliwa coming at you. We have uh, the about face of the week coming up after the next break. But you know, before we do that, let's go to the phones. Mike, you're on with Chris Hahn and Curtis Sliwa. 
Hello, guys. Good show. Would you care to give your opinion of what's happening at Westchester Airport in the early hours of the morning under the cover of darkness? Yeah, well, we got to give props to former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, Republican, who's running for the governorship. Uh, he was able to do an expose. They were filming uh, illegal aliens being brought off of these private jets. Well, he assumes. Uh, look, I don't know if he went up to them and said, papers, please. Two o'clock, three papers, o'clock in the morning. Please. And then nearby a Republican airport. Well, we know how hard it is to get uh, flights these days. Right, so but maybe in it's your neck of the woods, Republic Airport. Republic, yeah. Same thing has been reported. And in smaller airports around the country where they are moving those who have crossed the border illegally. Uh, into these locations without informing the the local communities or even the local elected officials. Come on, even you would have to admit. Well, what this I is would not like good. to see, as I've said before, is a work visa program administered by this administration, and I'd like Congress to vote on it right away. The 2013 uh, Border Security and Immigration Reform Act, which passed bipartisanly through the United States Senate, would be a perfect place to start. They should take that up in the House of Representatives. They should send it back to the Senate, pass it, give these people work visas, know where they are, and let them fill these jobs that well, are open in the United States well, of America. I could imagine. We just got hit with a snow bomb. My three sons would not go out there and shovel snow. No, they can continue to play Fortnite and roadblocks. They're I the only ones. Anthony was out they're there. the only ones <laughs> who will shovel snow any longer. No, I mean, look, and they work hard. I, I don't understand why we're sitting here with this crisis of worker shortages in America, and then there's two million people sitting at the southern border that want to come here and work. Well, uh, I don't know. Problem solved? Can, can, can we test them first? Yes, can we we'll vax test them? them. We'll vax them. Can we make sure we they have a vax passport? A vaccine. We will require a booster, and then we will send them here to work. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, when the visa is over, the time of the visa, we will round them up and send them back if they don't go of their own volition. Right? Yeah, yeah. For the conservatives, we'll put like one of those little chips that they have in the peacemaker that their head explodes if we could just press a button. If that'll make you feel better. We'll, well that's what they do in Red China now, yeah. right? They well, have GPS. The, well, look, the, the, beautiful, GPS the beautiful thing about the vaccine is the chip's already in it. We just got to turn it on. We're well, fantastic. Look at Canada. Ask Joe Rogan. Look at Canada. Trudeau Jr. now acknowledges that they tracked 30 million Canadians out of the 34 million population like, like under I the said, guise of tracking COVID-19 in old Canada. Like I said, you got to read the terms and conditions before you click accept, okay, <laughs> especially in Canada. All right, we're going to do the About Face of the Week when we come back. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, we're with you till 5. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. It's the left versus the right. Right, left, right, left, right, left. About face. Ah, and that is the segment here with Chris Hahn on the left, regular contributor to the Fox News channel. And yours truly, Curtis Slewa, uh, leader of the Guardian Angels, and just featured, uh, you got to check it out on Hulu, The Last Gangster, me, Sammy the Bull Gavano, John Gotti Jr., both of them. Did you guys have a rap party? Did the three of you go out and, you know, get wings or something? No, they're too no. busy battling each other on podcasts <laughs> now. No guns, yeah, podcasts. No guns. <laughs> uh, but now, if you watch that, you understand why they wanted to kill me in 1992. But. This is a segment called About Face. We take somebody during the week who went from one extreme to the other extreme. Yep, yep. Did a complete flop. Recently, it was Ted Cruz, remember? Yeah. Ted Cruz, who called uh, the January 6th uh, guys and gals. Terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Yeah. And then suddenly with Tucker Carlson, flipped oh, the script. I'm so sorry. 
Tucker, please, please, please keep me in your sedition clause thing. So that's an example. And I can think of nobody, nobody more important in terms of who did a flip-flop than Tom Brady. Mm. The news was reported directly. Tom Brady is retiring. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, he's not going to continue playing uh, football for Tampa Bay or any team. ESPN reported it, yeah. Oh, it went viral everywhere. Within moments of them saying it, it was on everybody's phone. And then the next day. Not he, even the next day. His daddy. 45 minutes later. Right. His father has a press conference speaking on behalf of Tom Brady. Say, well, not exactly. Yeah. Which is setting up the next team he's going to play for and shake down for millions and millions of dollars. He's worth every penny. I mean, I hate to say it. I know you don't like him. I don't like oh, him. I, no. But I, he's great. I hate <laughs> Tom Brady. When he played with New England Patriots, the Brady Bunch with Coach Belichick, uh, the deflated balls, I hate him. And I believe that, if in fact, he really does retire. He dis- decides that that's it. You know, he's joining AARP soon. He's going to be getting the letters. Yeah, he's getting ready. Every day. He might be the first AARP member to play in the NFL. Well, no, they actually, there was somebody. And it reminds me, he was not only a field goal kicker like yourself. Yeah, yeah. In the old AFL. But he was a great quarterback, too. And I think he played into his late 40s. I think he might have kept kicking into his late. I mean, I'm gonna, he wasn't. He I'm, wasn't. No, 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 no. I'm going to strain your brain on that. I'm going to okay. strain your brain. But anyway, let's talk about Brady. Who I hate. I love. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Spice. So now he's playing a game out there. You know, it's like, well, maybe, maybe I'll be up for grabs. <laughs> I got to tell you, he's got a guy. His shadow. Remember, like A. Rod had his cousin Yuri injecting him with roids in the Dominican Republic. He said, "Oh, I thought it was vitamin B12 or supplements." <laughs> Remember, Yuri. This guy is a professional doctor. He's a black bag doctor. Belichick, to his credit, said, Brady, I don't want you sharing this doctor with the other members of the New England Patriots. Remember, they went to war on this. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what's in that black bag because I don't believe this. Oh, I juice all day. I'm holistic. I'm homeopathic. I'm playing football in my 40s. I'm getting slammed to the turf. Absolutely not. I want to know what's in that black bag. I think once he finally retires... This guy's going to write the memoir, and it's going to talk about all the people that he got referrals uh, from uh, Tom Brady to go to go treat with that black bag. Well, look, the NFL has a very strict policy on what you can or cannot take, and they are tested regularly. So I don't want you to wind up in a oh, Sarah Palin, oh, New York Times oh, situation here you where know you're suing this guy the for testing, libel. The testing is always behind the science uh, perfecting, uh, enhancing drugs, whether they're roids, whatever they are, uh, is always behind. It takes years yeah, yeah. For, for the labs to catch but up to There that. are banned substances, and he has not tested for any banned substance. So whatever this doctor may or may not be giving him is not a banned substance. Uh, are, you, are you at least curious about why the guy would have his own doctor with a black bag that Belichick himself said, I don't want him around the team. I don't think Brady should have it. And remember, I am am curious as to what that doctor does, but 
clearly the league is okay with it. Remember Kraft, uh, who got the massage parlor treatment and got yeah, yeah. cut loose, who was always complaining, Putin stole my Super Bowl ring. Did he get cut loose? I don't think he got cut loose. Yeah, he, he owns got the to, team. He got cut loose. Remember, he, not he was going to be arrested because it. he went into the— Oh, cut loose from his charges. Yes, He yes. still owns the team. But still always complaining. Vladimir Putin said, can I see that yeah, ring? he took his ring. And then took his ring. It's yeah. a, Tough nuggies, you can't do anything yeah, about yeah. it, Kraft. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, what are you going to do? What are you going to do against me here in Mother Russia, huh? Nothing you, you can do. You want to go to the gulag? Nothing you can do about it. one 800 That's the. That is the about face of the week. Yeah, but still, you. why don't you like Brady, huh? I, I don't dislike Brady. Is he because he's a Trumper? Oh, no, 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 first of all, I'm a giant fan. Okay, and I happen to be there. Oh, you're a when I happen to be there in Indianapolis when the Giants beat the Patriots for the too. second time. I was there too. Oh, it was one of the best game. What best days of my life? I was there outside of Phoenix with the, with the miracle catch. I was not there. My daughter was one years old at that point, and my wife and I were sitting in our den watching the game. We usually have a Super Bowl party. We didn't have a Super Bowl party that year. And my daughter, my wife, and I were getting so excited. My daughter stood up in the in the playpen and started. You know, getting happy. It was fantastic. Remember, I was at the Super Bowl where nobody really knew much about Brady. Uh, that was in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, the first one. Uh, where Rudy was like, God, you know, mayor of the world. Uh, and Rudy was there and everybody was there. Back before the fall. And then remember the quarterback for St. Louis at that time. Great story. He was a holy roller, very conservative, but he had been bagging groceries. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, he, he was won arena su- football. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, they made a movie about him. Now, we're, this is like the third guy today <laughs> that we can't remember the guy's name. It's the third guy But the point today. is, he yeah. was America's guy. Everybody hated Brady. And yet Brady, the last second... Wins the Super Bowl, yep. uh, goes crazy, and then people get mugged in New Orleans. Uh, you know, the mayor that time, who uh, eventually Katrina was to come, uh, the mayor who got elected, he was like a cable guy, a cable guy, <laughs> said, I'm black and I'm a businessman. I'm like Bloomberg. He ended up going to federal jail. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, New Orleans is one of those places. But anyway, what are your choices today? This is the run-up to the Super Bowl. I got to think Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl right now. I, I think whoever wins this AFC championship game no, I hate, is going to have. I hate Kansas City. I support the Natty Boys because they are criminals. Uh, <laughs> they, have, they have always had more guys on their team who had bracelets on, you know, for, because. Cincinnati, the they were on, uh, Right, yeah. home arrest. The Natty Boys, they call Natty Boys over the Rhine, Vine Street. They are vicious thugs. Well, look, if they win, it's going to be because Joe Burrows doesn't get sacked nine times like he did last week. Yeah, but I want I want the Bengals. I want the Natty Boys. And then in the other playoff? Uh, I got to think it's going to be the 49ers. I got to think that. Garofalo? Yeah, I think if, as long as he doesn't throw a pick. If he throws a pick, they're going to lose. Come on. You really want San Francisco versus uh, Kansas City? No, no. It's not what I wanted. It's what's going to happen. I think at this point in time, I think KC is—I don't know. There's too many weapons on KC. I—I I, I do think Burroughs and uh, that that receiver he's got that he went to college with, Miles, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, I think he's—I think that's a fantastic combination. But when you look on the other side uh, of the offense, he's got too many. You know, Mahomes has got too many weapons. Yeah, but too the Bengals—the Bengals have really a great defense. I mean, they, those are like well, they are, but they have horrible. I mean, they, their offensive line last week was horrible. I mean, it was just hard. He got sacked nine times. So unless they're going to protect him better than – if you get sacked nine times against KC, you are done. You're not. That's not going to fly against Kansas City. But you're a Garofalo boy because, remember, he was he was the intern for Tom Brady for years. He yeah. sat on the bench. He was told by Belichick, your time will come. Your time. He finally decided, hey, I got to go to San Francisco. Here. Yeah. 
And uh, he, he had his Super Bowl. Chance. I think he's done okay. I think he's done okay with San Francisco. I just don't. I, I'm, I'm not buying into the other team. So it is what it is. Now uh, let's go to what would be fantasy football, but in politics. Oh. Or Republicans. Oh, the Republicans. We had discussed uh, in the previous hour about the United States Supreme Court. Your guy, Breyer, has decided he's going to go make Breyer's ice cream. First out. Supreme Court justice I ever met. Met him when I was in law school. He came and spoke at St. John's. What did you think of him? That was great. I mean, it was, you know, I'm a law student. I'm meeting a Supreme Court justice. And I'll bet we, we never hear from these. Now we hear more of them. Right. Recently, Sotomayor, oh, the children are dying on ventilators. Oh, man, lady, please. Boy, and then hey, remember hey, she's a, she's from the Bronx. You think you'd like her? And then remember the United States Supreme Court justice who wore the stripes, uh, run, uh, uh, with an R. Rehnquist, yeah, Rehnquist. Yes. Remember, like for two years, he was gripped in dementia and Alzheimer's, screaming at night. Ah! They didn't sack him. No, they, they didn't, didn't sack tell him. him. Hey, early retirement. Time to for go, you, chief. Pal. Yeah, right. But now we're beginning very slowly to hear more from the United States Supreme Court justices and the chief judge. So. How would you describe Breyer for us, since you actually got a chance to get up close and personal and hear him? Uh, I think he's a very thoughtful jurist, definitely center-left, maybe a little bit further left than center. Uh, and I think, look, he, he's been on the dissenting side of most of his opinions most of his career. It's been a conservative court most of his career. Okay, so. But I think he's been he's been a, a fair justice. President Joe Biden living up to his primary promise in South Carolina, there will be a black Supreme Court justice, and she will be a female. She will. All right. This is the dream. This is like fantasy football for Republicans. They yeah, already yeah, have yeah. it outlined out. They have it outlined. Okay. So Vice President Harris yep. leaves being vice president. Oh, oh, yeah. I saw this. Bill Crystal tweeted. Well, think of it. Yeah. Lifetime appointment, the United States Supreme Court. Uh, it's what Cuomo dreamed about, Mario Cuomo, because remember, and he supposedly turned Clinton down. Yeah. But it's a lifetime bully pulpit appointment. You can't get sacked. The only thing is you die, and then you lose your black – or they bury you in your black regal. Yeah, they... So Harris leaves the vice presidency, becomes United States Supreme Court justice to replace Brian. Yeah. That's Biden, after the midterm elections, acknowledges he's not running for another four years. He's got he's to say now I'm running because he may get swamped uh, in the midterm elections, especially in the House, maybe the Senate. And then so he decides, I'm going to take an early retirement. Because he's just he's falling down. Uh, the German shepherds are biting him. He's lost. He can't figure out where he's going. He has his, Which we both know is not the case. His Jerry Ford moments. And no. guess who ends up replacing him temporarily, making it much easier for Donald Trump to come back and be president for uh, president number 47? Mitt Romney? No. Who? No, Nancy Pelosi. No, no. Because Nancy Pelosi has said... And Hakeem Jeffries wanted to impale himself. I thought I was going to become the leader of the Democrats in the House. No, no, no. I'm running for another two-year term. Obviously, she won't be the majority leader if the, they well, lose the majority. Well, she probably won't be the minority leader either because she's going to – I think she's term limited in her leadership. Office. Yeah, but the way this would work out, according to the configuration, right. her time still is speaker. All of this would take place while she's speaker. She would become the president. Like, Gerald Ford became the president for Richard Nixon. And let's face it, she would be a much easier opponent for Donald Trump. That is never going to happen. I know that it is a conservative's wet dream. I am sure that Charlie Kirk has been talking about this all week on his show and uh, Rudy and others. It is a pipe dream of pipe dreams. But you get your black Supreme Court justice. Harris is going to be the vice president of the United States for the next three years. And then we'll see what happens after that. 
and Joe Biden is not leaving the presidency. You like year. fantasy football, right? I do like fantasy. What about football. this? Is fantasy? Yeah, politics. It, uh, I think these guys spend a little bit too much time in fantasy world, which is how we got Donald Trump. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris Hans, Curtis Sliwa. We're with you till five. You're happy when I'm on my knees. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, Christopher Hahn. 1-800-848-9222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa, coming at you. Big, big extravaganza yesterday in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, former President Donald Trump had another gathering. Huge, uh, huge uh, show. Uh, a lot of people attended. Without Bill O'Reilly, this wasn't part of no, the No, this was just a regular Trump rally. And uh, Bill O'Reilly has been uh, saying publicly, I, I'm, I've been telling Trump, forget the Dominion, the Smartmatic, the election was stolen. Right, right. Stop that, and, and, and you'll be president number 47 because of the condition that the country is in. Uh, yesterday, the president didn't mention that the election was stolen, right. Dominion, Smartmatic, but he said, if I get elected president... I will pardon everybody who's been arrested and prosecuted from January 6th. I mean, you know, give me a break. Starting with Viking Boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they're being treated unfairly. And he also told people, if you see some, you know, the Justice Department behaving badly, meaning if they're prosecuting me, you better go out in the street and protest, too. You know, he is a danger to this country and a danger to the Republican Party. You. He's the only thing. By the way, the Democrats are in bad shape heading into the midterms. There's only two things that could help them win the midterms. One of them is the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. I think it's going to happen. It's going to help them hold the Senate for sure. Gerrymandering is going to keep the Republicans in the House. The one thing that could cost the Republicans the House is Donald Trump. Donald Trump getting out there, being the head of the Republican Party, talking about pardoning people who beat up cops on January 6th, who stormed the Capitol, who smeared their feces on the walls of the United States Capitol. Uh, you know, that's not going to help yeah, but, them. Get but realized. you do realize he's not going to make an official announcement about his presidential run until after the midterms. No, he's not going to make an announcement about his presidential run until, I would say, January of the year 2024. OK, or tw- yeah, 2024. He will not make the announcement till the year of the election. What? And he's going to say he's not running. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Are you out of your mind? No. Are you are you taking shrooms? He is not running for president. He is grifting as long as he can. And then he's going to make some sort of excuse not to run. And let me explain something to you. I know it looks great for the Republican Party right now. Okay? But it looked great for the Republican Party in 2010. It looked great for the Republican Party in 1996 when the Republicans took over the House of Representatives with Newt Gingrich. It's not going to look as great. Coming into the re-election of Joe Biden, right? Or Mac- whatever McCarthy, McCarthy will keep the House. McCarthy's not going to be the Speaker of the House. What Trump? No, no. Trump could become no. the Speaker. Jim Roy Jor- Jordan's going to no. be there. Yeah, no, not so. It'll be boy. Jim Jordan or somebody like Jim Jordan. They could cover <laughs> up all the rapes they want in college, but now wait, but they're going to be wait, Speaker wait. of the House. Well, that's what Trump you're wants. playing fantasy politics. This is now, Democratic reverse, fantasy. Right? This is what we think about. Okay, so uh, let's alone say Jim night. Jordan, who is the ultimate Trumper. Ultimate Trump. They tell McCarthy, it's not your time, guy. Kevin McCarthy's too weak to be All right, speaker. but they say yeah. it's not your time. It's never his time. So ever. the ultimate, the uber Trumper yep. becomes speaker, Jim Jordan. Will he be forced to wear a jacket in the chambers of the House? You are forced to wear a jacket in the chambers of the House. He only goes jacketless at press conferences and when he's in committee. 
If you ever notice when he speaks from the floor of the house, he's got a jacket on. It's an ill-fitting jacket. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he looks like he borrowed his father's jacket, but he does wear but a jacket. You see, on the this floor is of the house. this is the reverse of fantasy yeah. politics. Yeah. Republicans think that Donald Trump will be made the speaker. He can't. You don't have to no, be, you don't have to be a, a member of the house. house. No, anybody can be speaker. It's like, for instance, a Supreme Court justice doesn't have to be a lawyer. Doesn't have to be a lawyer. The uh, attorney general here in New York State, Tish James, who has only eyes to sue Trump, Trump's family, Trump's businesses, you don't have to be a lawyer to no, be the attorney general of the state of New York. No, you don't. Upstate New York, you don't have to be an attorney to be a judge. No. You don't have to be an attorney to be a lot of judges. We love actually. this. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so, judge Curtis Sliwa. Oh, yeah. Hang It'll him, make hang Nancy high, so judge. jealous. She, all those law school bills, and then they make you. Right, but remember, <laughs> there's that belief that Donald Trump could become Speaker of the House right, and then run right, for president. Right. Just imagine the bully pulpit he'd have as Speaker. He's, could you imagine? If he's Speaker of the House, that'll be the end of the Republican Party. All right, but. Could you imagine him sitting behind Joe Biden when Joe Biden's giving the State of the Union the faces he'd be making? And <laughs> But mini-Trump would definitely be Jordan. So how do they break it to McCarthy? I mean, McCarthy's been a loyalist, right? McCarthy has not been a loyalist. That's why McCarthy's done. McCarthy made that speech on January 6th, blaming Trump for January 6th, and that's why he won't be Speaker of the House. He could kowtow all he wants. one 800 Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. We'll be right back. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee. I'm Chris Hahn from Fox News. He's Curtis Lee, the founder of the Guardian Angels, still wearing that same beret. Oh, and this in week, 1975. Lens, lens lights. You have to go to Hulu. It was on ABC National TV. Two hours of me battling John Gotti Jr., who tried to have me killed, and Sammy the Bull Cavano. Can you, you imagine go. that? The three of us for two hours? There you go. I'll be on Fox on, I think, Tuesday. I'm on Kennedy, which is Fox Business, actually, at 7 o'clock. Check me out there. I'll be there. I'll be on a couple of times. You're going to be supporting Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the uh, anti-mandate. Kennedy is the the former VJ from the uh, 90s on MTV. Oh. Yeah. By the way, uh, Graham Nash, who had that song Chicago, which was the anthem that brought everybody to Chicago, 68 Democratic Convention, got upset with RFK Jr. because... He uh, culturally appropriated the song for the rally in Washington, D.C., in which you had snipers but, up on the, uh, the building. Come on. RFK Jr.'s wife got mad at him from what he said. Cheryl Hines, the actress who plays Larry David's wife on his show on HBO, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, got irate about her husband on Twitter. It was crazy. Well, you know, it was blowback because originally RFK Jr. got irate at her because she sent out invitations for their Christmas party that said you had to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how he threw his wife under the bus? Yes, he did. So, I didn't see the invitation. I, I don't think this wedded, this marriage is long for this world. Do you? I I, think... Real quickly, though. Yeah. In the aftermath of that rally in Washington, D.C., I'm still looking at the pictures of the SWAT teams up on the roofs. And it wasn't because people were afraid that RFK Jr. would be assassinated like his father was. Because they, they thought that there'd be another January 6th. No, no, you got to look closely at those rifles. They were actually dark guns. They were inoculating all of those people in the crowd to try to spread the vaccine around. You missed the whole point, Curtis. I'm sorry. you got to get new glasses. But you would have to acknowledge both sides on that issue. Yeah. Uh, those that are anti-mandate, anti-vaccine, and those who are, like, holding the line saying, hey, Fauci is our God. They've taken to Twitter. Some hmm. of them know what they're doing. 
you know, with their tweets. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they feed the beast of all the twits out there who want to get their, their tweet feed. You were someone who had to sort of learn the process. Yeah, right? I had to learn it. It wasn't natural to you. I can't stand doing it most of the time. I enjoy the interaction with people on it. Uh, but for years, all I would do is say, watch me on Fox. And then maybe I put up a tweet of the clip that I was on. Nobody wants to retweet that. Uh, now, now, what is a retweet? Do? A lot of our listeners, look, they're on Facebook. They're posting what they had at Denny's, the Grand Slam right, in the morning right, on right. Facebook. And right. they, they get political. Instagram. But they don't quite understand why so many people would be on Twitter and so many people would tweet and receive tweets and then do what you said, which is retweet. Yeah, I retweet almost every, unless it's racist or something. Somebody sends me a tweet to retweet. I try to retweet people because people retweet me. I just try to return the favor. I don't really, retweets to me don't equal agreement. I'm just saying, hey, here's somebody saying. But you want to put something out there that's provocative, that gets people talking so that it gets circulated. And I had to learn how to do that. I, it didn't come naturally. But some suit said to me about a year and a half ago, well, you've been on TV for 10 years and your social media presence isn't really. I'm like, I didn't realize I needed to have a social media presence. I mean, I could walk into a, a crowd in New York City. People know who I am. I, they, they don't follow me on Twitter because I don't ask them to. So well, I, most people are not on Twitter. Most people aren't. But, you know, I mean, I spent some time. I worked on it. And now I have a pretty large, substantial following on, on Twitter. But you can't just say what you're doing and try to be self-promoting. you gotta you got to inspire a conversation. Or incite. Incite, yeah. I think that's number one, bar anything, is that you incite people. And then if you do retweet something because you didn't fully understand it or read it, then all of a sudden you're the villain. People could hold it against you. For retweeting something that you didn't now, even Now, I always say that retweets do not equal agreement. It's in my profile. I don't agree with everything I retweet. <laughs> for the record, anybody who what wants is that, to. that, two pages of information, yeah. you being the lawyer, no, Esquire? No, look, look, retweets do not equal uh, agreement, period. All right, so this so. brings us to Bette Midler. Yes. Who, along with her friend, Barbara Streisand, they want to get involved with Twitter. You know, they get into these Twitter battles. But it just seems to me they just don't understand Twitter, and it always gets them into a jam, and now they're jammed up, so they just fire back more with tweets, and it digs them a bigger hole. Perfect example this week. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to uh, what had transpired in West Virginia. Uh, the governor who uh, competes with Shabu El Jefe, Chris Christie. I mean, this guy is huge. Yeah. He could big. be a sumo wrestler. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Bette Midler, uh, as a result of the uh, His name is like Jim Justice or something like yeah, that. Right? But he, yeah, but he's huge. Yeah, big guy. Former pounds. coal mining executive, I think. Right. Yeah. A guy who, and he was a Democrat until like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So he, and Manchin, uh, as you know, stood and said, we're not uh, buy back America or whatever the hell that bill was. Build back better. Not going for it. So, he was, so when that happened, Bette Midler decided to tweet at him, I guess. I, but he, she tweeted at Jim Justice instead of, uh, uh, instead of Senator Manchin. And essentially said, you know, this coming from a state of three-eyed cousin fornicators, trailer <laughs> trash. I mean, basically, that's what the tweet said. Horrible, yeah. Uh, well, it isn't quite what she said. Close. It basically said it was a poor state, is what she said. Close. She called it a poor state. Oxy hedge. Yeah, you know. there's a, it, does, it is a poor state that does have an oxycotton problem. But a preponderance now of Republicans. Used to be Democrats. Used to be all Democrats. But now it's like the, which in Manchin's mind may be the reason that he eventually becomes a Republican. But put that aside. Yeah. So she tweets out, she gets blowback. She doubles down, doubles down. 
And then the governor, in his state of the state address, where he's actually uh, promoting coal, more coal, you know, dig coal, dig coal. Even though there's like 10 people in West Virginia that make any money doing coal at this point. But he takes this English bulldog, puts (laughs) it on his shoulder with the butt, the tuchus showing, and he basically says, Bet Midler, here, stick this in your face. Unbelievable. Now, you would think, okay, he got (laughs) the viral moment. He got the best of me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Bet Midler had to respond. And this just made it more yeah, viral. it basically makes it more viral, and it helps him more than her. She's totally. a bigger star than he is. Totally. Nobody knows who he is, right? We know who he is because it's our job to know who he is. But we all know who Bet Midler is. I mean, didn't you have a cameo in Beaches? Oh, my God, Bet Midler. She used to be at the piano bar. You know who a piano player was? Barry Manilow. That's right. Yeah. And when I landed in Vegas one time, he was like on all the billboards. One more facelift, and his face will snap <laughs> like an old rubber band. I got nauseous looking at Barry Manilow on all the billboards. You know, when you're landing on the tarmac. Well, he writes the songs. Him him, and Dunker Shane. Dunker yeah. Shane, remember? Yep. Uh, Wayne Newton. That's right, Wayne yeah. Newton. They're on I used every to tell billboard. my uh, – it's funny. When I was in law school, I used to say, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to try to replace Wayne Newton in Vegas as a lounge singer. And one of my friends actually brought me to see Wayne Newton. But a lot of people don't realize Barry Manilow, the jingle king of America. Yeah. So many of these commercials have a Barry Manilow jingle. So anyway, here's Barry Bette Midler, you would think, stop already, right. like Barbara Streisand. But she, we know she doesn't tweet. We know that it's an aide right. to camp does right. that. Right, right, right. You never want to get into a war with somebody, particularly somebody who has got a smaller following. Then You don't want to punch down. It's just not what you want to do on Twitter. And again, just advise everyone, who are the people who are following your tweets? I know media does. It makes their job a lot easier because they're able to lift your tweet and then write a story about it or go on TV or go on radio. Because, it, let's face it, a lot of these media outlets, they're understaffed. They don't yeah. have the staff that they no. used to. So you're making their job a lot easier. But who are the rest? Who are these trolls out there who, like, they launch an all-out attack yeah. on you? They're people who just probably didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and now they just want to show their power the only way they can. So they attack people on Twitter, usually famous people. People like, look, whenever I go on Fox, there'll be, you know, hundreds of tweets at me telling me, you know, telling, you know, saying horrible things to me. I don't respond to people who say horrible things to me. Now, if somebody wants to engage me in a real conversation about politics, I will. Example, Uh, I tweeted you because I say, you couldn't be more hopelessly wrong, Chris Hahn, on Fox News Channel. Right. Uh, and then everybody can read that, right? And then respond to what I everybody tweeted at you. Everybody can respond to what you tweeted at me, or I can respond to what tweeted at you. So it's like it's a frenzy. It's an orgy of responses right. back, back and, and forth. forth all day long. When do you decide enough is enough, uh, no mas, no mas, I'm not going down this road? I never go down the road. I, it, look, I over the last year or so, I've gotten, very, I've gotten a lot of followers on Twitter. I'm well over 70,000 now. Uh, I get a lot, and they're very active followers. Most of them support me fully. I've got, I still got about ten thousand people who were following me back from the, you know, my early days of Twitter who were hate following me because they saw me on Fox and they hate followed me. But uh, I don't engage with hate. I will engage in a real conversation right. though. Somebody wants to have a real conversation about a real issue, I'll, I'll respond to something. Now, now the other me. question I get is, what happened to Surfer Boy, Hippie Boy? Jack Dorsey, remember with the ring <laughs> through his nose uh, and his he ear? He got bought out. He was the perfect stereotype for everybody who hates big tech. Is he and Catman doing I the power? I think pow? he's volunteering for that mission to Mars that Tesla over there is trying to But they launch. sacked him. It was a hostile takeover, right? They, they sacked Jack well, Dorsey. The, the, Twitter's a weird thing. It, every It's got more users than Facebook and more users than any other real platform. And they haven't made money. They don't make any money. There's not a way to make so a lot of money. How do they survive? I don't know.
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. They make money. They just don't make money no, no, like uh, Facebook. Uh, let's money. face it. Right. They they don't really make a lot of money. For what? For the amount of users they have, they don't make a lot of money. No. It, it is to me the biggest enigma out there in big right. tech. People love it. People are addicted to it. I do it. How, how do you keep yourself from being totally consumed by it? Oh, I'm not totally consumed by it. I mean, I, I, you know, there's so many people live in that world, and you interact with people in that world. Well, let's face it. Donald Trump would be the first one to say, this allowed me to become president. It's the only the reason United he became States. president. He, he, he organized, was obsessed with it. He organized on Twitter. Twitter is what made him who he was. All right. Now, other he's, he's going to have his own social networking platforms, his own company. Uh, who's that? Nunez uh, yeah. left the house. What's the over-under for when that goes under? <laughs> I'm going to say March 15th. But is Donald <laughs> Trump... Banned, I'm taking the under. Is he banned for life on Twitter? I think if he runs for president again, they're going to have no choice but to let him back on Twitter, right? And, and, and this this gives him a big boost. I actually think it's been bad for Democrats not to have him on Twitter because everybody saw the obnoxious behavior all the time of Donald Trump on Twitter, and it got reported on all the time. And now that he's kind of operating in this conservative shadow world, nobody knows what he's saying, and it's not getting the same kind of attention, the horrible things this guy thinks and says all the time. Man. So you would say, hey, put him back on Twitter. I am not for censorship. I'm Let really him not. tweet morning, I, noon, I, and night. I, I, am, I, I may despise what he says, but I do believe he has a right to say it. So, uh, you know, you know, he shouldn't be out so, there so promoting this goes, violence this goes back and things to like that. the start of our program. So you are not supporting Neil Young from Old Canada along with Joni Mitchell. Well, no, no. Oh, said, who have removed their Spotify list well, as a protest That is Joe their Rogan. speech, right? That is their speech. They're saying, I don't want my speech associated with this speech, so take my speech out of it. They're not saying take him off the air. They're saying take me off the air. Now, they did say it's me or him, but if you're uh, not going to take him, take me. Why would they even do that, knowing that Spotify I, again, makes their I, money through I, Joe I'm Rogan? A, I am a big believer in free speech. Are no, we think, on Spotify? We, Aren't we on Spotify? I know I'm on it on my I podcast. I'm on it also. <laughs> progressive, progressive so should it. I should I stand with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell? Uh, what, my are you generation? what are you going to do? Sixty nine Woodstock, what, right? How are you going to replace the seventy five cents you made in Spotify royalties last month? Should I stand with my brothers and sisters stand in solidarity, in solidarity for baby. boomers? Geraldo, <laughs> Geraldo joined me there in supporting go. Neil Young. I support Neil Young. Curtis and Chris, we'll be back. It's the left versus the right debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Real quick, Chris Hahn. Yes, sir. Wow, what a circus in court. Avenatti, who at one time was America's <laughs> number one go-to lawyer, he was like lens lights yeah. everywhere, is in court cross-examining Stormy Daniels <laughs> on the stage, who has just done a podcast with Michael Cohen. <laughs> the one thing I agree with Tucker Carlson on, creepy porn <laughs> lawyer. He came up with that. I have stolen it, used it a lot. It's, it's true. It's but true. Stormy Daniels did a podcast. And he was asking some pretty nasty things in court. I don't know if you read the transcript. Yes, it was pretty, yes. Yeah, creepy porn lawyer. Ugh. Let's go. Uh, let's get yeah, some you know, we got some people been holding on all day. Carol, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Hey. How you doing? How are you? How you doing? I would never hang up on you guys. I got cut off somehow. All right. I was going to talk to you. About Josh Allen. The minute I saw him, I said, he looks like a defensive player. He doesn't even look like a quarterback. No, no. And then he's got, a, he's got a cannon for an arm. He could throw the ball 75 miles, 75 true. yards down the field, and he could lower his arm and take out a middle linebacker. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but if you're a coach, wouldn't you want a quarterback that looks like a defensive player? I, I think you would. I think the versatility makes the man. Thanks for your call, Carol. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. I hate I hate the Buffalo Bills because their fans call themselves the Buffalo Mafia. I despise you, <laughs> the Bills Mafia. Please, I'm the sorry, Bills I'm Mafia. Sorry. I mean, it just means family in Italian. No, yeah. I thought you were some big well, Italian. Familia, eh? I thought it was a big. It's a, it's a type of family. Uh, let me go to Sal in Nassau. Sal. Hey, how are you, Chris and Curtis? I actually have a question for you, Curtis, and for you, Chris. But I'm going to go with Curtis first. Go ahead. The mother of the mother of the shooter, she obviously, she knew that her son was armed and dangerous. And she didn't say, she didn't mention that when she died 911. Should we indict her, you think? Uh, she's a former captain in the correction department, so uh, you would think that she would have informed. She was very cool, calm, and collected on the 911 call. Yeah. We're talking about... Uh, the shooter who, in his bedroom, when the cops came to the 911 domestic call, uh, started shooting both police officers, killing them, Rivera yeah. and Mora, yeah. which has attracted attention from all over the world. Uh, you would think the mother would have known that he had weapons underneath the mattress. You would think she told him not to bring them with her, yes, according to her. from Maryland. She right. went to pick him up because his younger brother had um, um, uh, was disabled. And she had just had a stent yeah, yeah. put in. Yeah. So I know it's a little vague. Should yeah. she have known? Should and and immediately Does she have a duty to report. The nine one one operator always asks you, "Are there guns in the premises?" And did they ask her that? Yes. And they she, always do. She, she said she didn't know. I don't know what her answer was. Yeah, I don't know what her answer was either. Sal, what's your other question? Quick, we're up against it. The other, que- the other question is. When we're going to impeach Joe Biden for inspiring a war between Russia and uh, Ukraine? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's an impeachable offense, and I don't think he inspired it. one 800 Let's go to John in Staten Island. Been holding on a while. Hey, you guys mentioned Buffalo, and uh, you said there's nothing there. And let's not forget the Buffalo Billions, that solar city that went down and nothing was built with Cuomo and uh, 2008 with Obama. Seven hundred fifty million U.S. tax dollars and seven hundred fifty oh, New York there, there's, tax there's, dollars. There's still down. nothing in Buffalo. By then. the way, <laughs> Elon Musk got paid off big time there. Remember, he was contracted, delivered nothing, but walked away with all that government money. It's a lot of cash. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let me go to Eddie in Manhattan. Eddie. Hi there. With Glocracy USA, the order of the day. This is these guys. This guy was on hold the entire show, like they have no other way to get that. I have ridiculous. no idea what the hell he was talking. I, about. I don't know either. It was some weird, crazy thing. Another cre- oh, literally on hold. Well, look, we have a lot of emotionally disturbed persons in New York yeah. City that have access to cell phones. They, they have phones, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Wilfred, you're on with Curtis Sliwa and Chris Hahn. How you doing? Hello. Uh, I want to talk to you about the things you be saying about. Trump. Okay. And also, you, you you start talking about this uh, su- subject. Yeah, we have a minute left in the show, man. I mean, I can't end the show with that guy. Right? You. EDP? It's like, I've been holding on for three hours. I haven't been listening. I guess I've just been having my... I'm falling and I can't get Yeah, up. no, no. Call 911. Don't call us. <laughs> Curtis, always a great show. Uh, I got to get this tooth put back yeah, in. Yeah, get that tooth. You look ridiculous. <laughs> Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, we'll be back again next week.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 